1: Worker of yours.
2: Two of our broadcasts. Hmm. Let's start with this text because I think this is a good one. Hmm. This text is in response to something I shared in the previous hour. Vince, I think humanity holds people up to a higher human spirit. Politics are the reality of the human spirit. Sort of mutually exclusive. Work on the only person you can change, yourself. Life is hard enough. Don't take on the guilt of humanity. You pray for us, we pray for you. Have a peaceful weekend. Thank you. And I do appreciate your prayers. And I want to make it very clear here. I find myself increasingly... At a place where uh, I am less of a mindset of trying to, quote, save the world or save America. Just trying to live my life. I just want to make that very clear. Hopefully, I'm getting better at that. Let's very quickly get to Transformation Tuesday because there's a lot that we want to get to before the end of the broadcast. What am I talking about? Transformation Tuesday, Faith Focus Friday my week is just all over the map just saying faithful focus friday i have a i i i've got to tell you this post probably has impacted me so much this week i told you i've had several conversations but more importantly When I read this, I did some real soul-searching, just thinking about my own language and my own experience. I'm asking you to listen very closely to this, especially those of you who are within the realm of Christendom, making a profession of being a Christ follower. I want you to listen to this post because it is dynamite. It's very convicting it was very convicting for me here it is sometimes folks use the word journey to describe their extraction from a bad spiritual history into something hopefully health healthier and redemptive I get it I don't want to fuss over word usage change is often necessary boundaries to prevent abuse from malignant narcissists spiritual and otherwise are necessary Yet I know too many people for whom their journey's end has just made them more spiritually narcissistic and self-centered. Ouch. If the goal of my journey is nothing but my personal satisfaction in where I've arrived, it is a wasted trip. Let me repeat that again. If the goal of my journey is nothing but my personal satisfaction in where I've arrived, it's been a wasted trip. A spirit-led journey cannot consist of non-spirit values, and a child can understand what those values are. The spirit is not a nebulous force for my personal enlightenment and enjoyment. The spirit is wed to the cross. That's why I think... Mission is a better term than journey. Mission keeps us centered in the ethic and purpose of Jesus. As the Father has sent me, so send I you. That's the journey. Our journey must be cruciform. If it is not, it will inevitably end in spiritual conceit and delusion. It's not all about me and my personal spiritual needs and satisfactions ouch it's about laying down your life it's not about personal satisfaction I've lamented this for years how one of the most depressing places for me to go many times was a Christian bookstore to see all of the self centered me centered Materials that are offered with a thin veneer of Bible verses. All they do is they promote what I've said to you before and George Barna confirms is American religious syncretism. We've just added Jesus to all of our other idols. I'm also reminded, I was just thinking of this this morning. One of my favorite phrases from Paul is how he talks about how he was willing to spend and be spent. That'll pack a punch, won't it? This was about him laying down his life and serving others. It was not about self-satisfaction and how he feels about himself. This is what, in many cases... What things have turned into in the Christian realm. It really is. I said to you that I'm freshly convicted on this myself. I want to extract this word journey out of my language, if for no other reason to speak to myself, to remember it's about mission. Everything is ultimately about mission. I'm not here for me. And when we recognize that, it makes a big difference in how we engage. Huge difference. (laughs) I love what he said. A spirit-led journey cannot consist of non-spirit values, and a child can understand what those values are. The spirit is not a nebulous force for my personal enlightenment and enjoyment. The spirit is wed to the cross. Mission, better term than journey. Love to get your thoughts. How does this hit you? A lot of news to cover today. One of the big stories, Paul Pelosi, the husband of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, injured after a person broke into the couple's home in San Francisco, violently assaulted him. This story is bizarre a man by the name of Drew Hamill the spokesperson said the assailant was taken into custody after the break-in and that a motive was under investigation Ms. Pelosi was not in San Francisco at the time of this incident. Mr. Pelosi was taken to the hospital where he is receiving excellent medical care and ex- is expected to make a full recovery. The speaker and her family are grateful to the first responders and medical professionals involved and request privacy at this time. Unidentified sources told the Associated Press. Paul Pelosi was severely beaten, suffered blunt force injuries in the attack, Additional information about his injuries not immediately available. This couple, they've been married since 1963. They have five children, nine grandchildren, and I would just say we wish Mr. Pelosi the best in his recovery. Bizarre, absolutely bizarre story. Coming up, we're going to talk about the ongoing effects of this economy The economic news yesterday aside, where are Americans really? Where are you right now financially? Elon Musk starts a new era at Twitter. What is going to be the impact? Already talk about possible boycotts from advertisers. We'll talk about that and much more as we continue our Friday broadcast. The text line. This texture saying my favorite verse from Paul. Well, He's talking about how when I try to do good, evil is always present. Chris out of Shelby, with that ongoing struggle, right? Vince, I guess we all need to start evaluating our lives on whether Jesus is simply baked into the cake or if Jesus is the cake. I'm having to reevaluate. My own life in that matter. This political season is definitely not helping in that cause, if you know what I mean. Jeff, I do. <laughs> I do know what you mean, which is why I continue to analyze this. My goodness. Several stories I want to touch on in the time we have left. One of them. I want to touch on this story in the upstate. This story is absolutely bizarre. Remember we told you about the woman who lost her arms, both of her arms in a vicious dog attack several months ago in the upstate? She's now been arrested, accused of drug trafficking. This is crazy. This woman was attacked by three dogs. There's been so much community support for this woman. Kylene Waltman of Honeyopath. Charged with trafficking methamphetamine, over 10 grams and less than 10 grams, less than 28 grams. State newspaper of Columbia reporting on this. She was a passenger in a vehicle that was pulled over for a routine traffic stop in Abbeville County. She was sitting in the front passenger seat. The driver of the vehicle was not arrested. Authorities say in the search of the vehicle, a purse belonging to Waltman was found on the floorboard to contain 8.3 grams of meth. Waltman also admitted she had two bags of the narcotic in her pocket. Those bags held approximately 5.9 grams of meth, while the other had 1.3 grams. Another passenger was arrested after allegedly telling deputies he had meth in his pocket. You probably remember, it was back in March when Waltman had both of her arms amputated. She was attacked by three dogs. Ah, my goodness. She suffered critical injuries. In addition to the amputation, she had skin grafts, her colon removed. You know, she had surgery and her family was saying there was not insurance to cover the cost of this the gofundme campaign raised more than three hundred ten thousand dollars sad story just bizarre turn in this particular event but i thought you ought to know Here's what's going on with many households. Is, is, ha- is this happening with you? Market Watch reporting living paycheck to paycheck has become the norm. Inflation taking its toll on American finances. Emergency funds running dry. The share of workers living paycheck to paycheck has surged among middle to high income earners. Did you hear that? Middle to high. 63 and 49% respectively. Up from 57 and 38. A year ago. Survey of 4,000 workers. Overall, 65% of employed consumers living paycheck to paycheck, up from 60% a year ago. Meanwhile, the personal savings rate, savings as a percentage of disposable income, fell to 3.3% in the third quarter. Not good at all, ladies and gentlemen. Personal savings hit $629 billion in the second quarter of 2022, down from $1.41 trillion in the second quarter of 2019. Pretty ugly. Millions of Americans face rising prices on essential goods and services, food, rent, savings drying up. What is your situation at home right now? How have you been affected by this particular economy? By now, you probably know Elon Musk has control of Twitter, closed on the deal today. It's all his, for better or for worse. I love the UK Daily Mail's version of the story, Elon Musk, to welcome Trump back onto Twitter. As he reverses lifetime bans, takes the helm as CEO, and tweets, The bird is freed, after firing executives, including Parag Agrawal. Boy, this got to be a great day for him. You know, I'd love to get fired under these circumstances. He's walking away with $42 million. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> great deal if you can get it, huh? Elon Musk, formally taking control of Twitter yesterday, making a high-profile visit to the San Francisco headquarters the day before and tweeting, the bird is freed. $44 billion takeover. He fired the CEO, chief financial officer, general counsel, and head of legal policy, trust, and safety. Musk himself taking on the role of CEO. This could be an interim role for him. He's publicly criticized the leadership team and challenged them over their policies, in particular regarding censorship. Many of the five were escorted from the building last night. Escorted from the building. Imagine that. I told you Agrawal walking away with $42 million. Ex-CFO. The ex-CFO of this organization walking away with $25.4 After getting fired, (laughs) he's set to hold a company-wide town hall meeting sometime today. The next move, restoring users who've been handed lifetime bans, including U.S. President Donald Trump. To be honest with you, I don't care about that. I'll be glad to see Babylon B back. I think they've been out for a while. I think they who's that person in Biden's cabinet they did a parody post referring to this transgender person as being man of the woman of the year man of the year something it's it's satire ladies and gentlemen (laughs) and and these folks just have no sense of humor none whatsoever Business Insider reporting, Elon Musk's takeover means Donald Trump could now return to Twitter. Some advertisers are planning to pause their spending if that happens. Planning a boycott if Donald Trump is allowed back. (laughs) These folks just crack me up. I mean, get a life. Get a freaking life. It's really not that serious, ladies and gentlemen. But apparently to a lot of people it is. (laughs) Love to get your thoughts on things we've discussed thus far. Stay with us.
5: appetite but, um, that if I need a replacement replacement Bible or something I'll probably bite my tongue but that's not the reason why I called. I want to talk about the civic engagement and the our discipleship in and our, and our churches regardless of denomination on, on compromise we ought to understand and have remind and have our leadership teams lay leadership teams. Explain to congregants and their and their peers that moral compromise is uh, is different than preached from the pulpit. Than compromise in the legislative process, more notably noticed by the God by the skilled and godly late negotiators Steve Largent in the House and Mark Hatfield in the Senate. I've heard this thought 37 years ago in a uh, college student, leader, denominational college student. I um, reckon that it was a uh, uh, French uh, parachurch organization summer leadership conference. It's not original with me. I've embellished the thoughts of one author or commentator at the time, uh, Michael McKenna. That's um, uh, capital M, lowercase C capital K-E-N-N-A. And I'm sure it's out there somewhere, but uh, uh, the retired pastor was getting his um, MDiv from Gordon-Conwell proper in Massachusetts, and he presented one of his papers at this conference.
2: So you're talking about the importance of people recognizing the difference between, it's one thing to, to compromise on your spiritual ideas, your values, but when you're dealing with political stuff, government, uh, it, it's a totally different animal. And and I and I think, you know, you raise a very important point. Uh, very very much appreciate your call there, Mark, because uh, there there is a danger. And and I I think we all have to be on the lookout for this. And I would just say, if you think you're beyond. The possibility of developing a totalitarian mindset—you need to take another look, because I do think um, this is a dangerous thing. I think we have to all be uh, do some self-examination. We've talked about the fact that early voting is already underway in both Carolinas. I remind you again, if you've not already, go out and vote. It's become increasingly clear. We share with you a number of polls this week just indicating where this particular election appears to be going. And it seems to be shifting in favor of Republicans. Breitbart has an interesting story how the RNC is making a record investment in all 50 states and six territories with the idea of expanding the map. I think this started out, and certainly a few weeks ago, there were indications that the abortion issue may have given the Democrat Party a little bit of traction. May have given them somewhat of an advantage. But now it looks like this is all evaporating, and the map is shifting toward Republicans across the board to the point where they're going to have to defend places like Oregon. I mean, that's a pretty big deal, and frankly, I'd like to see the Democrats on defense. The RNC telling Breitbart News it was able to invest more money into all of the state parties across the country and U.S. territories than in any other midterm cycle in order to expand the map as much as possible. Less than two weeks before the election, the committee was able to raise $296.8 million cycle to date. And this is for all 50 states and the six territory parties. Washington, D.C., Puerto Rico, American Samoa, Guam, Northern Mariana Islands, U.S. Virgin Islands. The goal is to get Republicans elected. Can I just parenthetically remind you, too, I am not an apologist for the Republican Party. I think I've made that very clear. Right now, it stands as really the only thing, the only apparatus to stop the march towards socialism that the Democrat Party is delivering. That's the major reason why I'm encouraged to see The shift that is taking place here before the elections coming up on November 8th, I'm encouraged by this. Now, this does not mean, as you well know, it's not going to be rah-rah, because if indeed the Republicans win, I'm going to be all over Kevin McCarthy, Mitch McConnell, Frankly, my voice between now and January, if Republicans do indeed win, my voice will be urging those people who are elected, please do not elect these people as leaders of your party. But sadly, it's probably going to fall on deaf ears. Because Mitch McConnell is essentially buying Support. This is what these folks do. This is how they get their positions. This is how they keep them. They go out and campaign for them. So they feel, basically, the candidates, when they win, and the people who are helped to stay in office, they feel a debt of gratitude to the leadership. So they keep supporting them over and over again. Jeff raises a very good question. If we take over enough governorships, do you think we finally have the Convention of States with this runaway federal government dealing with? Jeff, I can only hope But I think this issue of even Convention of States and things of that magnitude have largely passed from consideration. Maybe we can help put it back out there. Stay with us, folks.
3: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, you are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at t slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.
4: Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tecovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tecovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit Tacovas.com That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com and point your toes west.
2: Final stretch of the Vince Coakley radio program on this Friday. We have some breaking news to tell you about. Yes, this is probably the uh, least surprising news story of the week. Tom Brady, Giselle Bundchen, done. It's official. After weeks of speculation, superstars finalized their divorce after more than 13 years of marriage. Reports confirmed today. Ms Bunch writing they've grown apart. She wishes the best for Tom always. With much gratitude on our time together, Tom and I have amicably finalized our divorce. My priority's always been and will continue to be our children whom I love with all my heart. We'll continue to co-parent to give them the love, care and attention they greatly deserve. Yada 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 yada. The decision to end our marriage never easy. We've grown apart. While it is, of course, difficult to go through something like this, I feel blessed for the time we had together. Only wish the best for Tom. Always, I kindly ask that our privacy be respected during this sensitive time. Brady issuing his own statement. In recent days, my wife and I have finalized our divorce from one another after 13 years of marriage. We arrived at this decision amicably with gratitude for the time we spent together. We're blessed with beautiful and wonderful children who will continue to be at the center of our world in every way. We'll continue to work together as parents to always ensure they receive the love and attention they deserve. We arrived at this decision to end our marriage after much consideration. Just a little bit of what this text says. No shock here at all, ladies and gentlemen. Kind of saw this coming. All right, folks. Time for us to take a look at the day in history. We have a short list today. And some kind of difficult ones here at the top just to be honest 1636 is the year this college founded in Cambridge Massachusetts 1636 one of the Ivy League schools which one is it Cambridge Mass
5: which one's in Cambridge it's not it's not Princeton that's in Princeton right Uh,
2: Yale Oh no! It's
5: Harvard. Okay. It's okay. Seventeen twenty-six. I never had to know, believe it or not.
2: Yeah, exactly. And in many ways don't care uh, <laughs> because it's another universe of people that uh, we deal with in politics all the time. It explains a lot, doesn't it? The other item here, the publication of this, um, it's a story about. Several remote nations of the world in four parts. And the writer, first a surgeon, then a captain of several ships. A prose satire by the Anglo-Irish writer and clergyman Jonathan Swift. That's the best hint I can possibly give you. What was this? work that was written published
5: I don't even Gulliver's understand. Travels even do, you, do you remember that one? Yeah, do you remember yeah, Gulliver's Travels? Travels? Uh, the little people I, with the string.
2: I fell asleep on this stuff. I'm I'm just being honest. When I tried to read this in college, it bored the crap out of me. Uh easier questions, I hope. Beginning in 1886, we have this most important monument unveiled and dedicated. This one really is in New York and it speaks to who we are as a country and what we're all about. What is it? Statue of Liberty. I Statue suppose. of Liberty is absolutely right. His first name is George, 1914. He introduced the color photographic process. George, what is his last name? Kodak. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. Polaroid. Can you think Cannon. of the other name that went before Kodak? Minolta. Eastman Eastman is his name you remember I don't know if you remember Eastman Kodak is it Nikon I, it is Eastman. Eastman George Eastman is the name here 1919 the Volstead Act was passed went into effect January of 1920 and let's just say it was a very dry time for people Once this went into effect and people learned later on this was not a smart idea and it was repealed. What was the Volstead Act? What did it do?
5: Prohibited alcohol.
2: You better believe it. Prohibition. Yeah, that just didn't quite work, did it? 1965, it is the most uh, noticeable, recognizable thing about the city of St. Louis. 630 feet tall. The tallest structure of its type in the world, what is it?
5: I only know it as the arch. I hope it's called
2: the arch. The gateway arch. You're absolutely right. What do they call it? The gateway to the Midwest or gateway to the West? They're in St. Louis, 630 feet tall. I actually got to see that some years ago. In the bizarre story category, are you ready for this? This is so weird, so random. It's about an Iranian man nicknamed the dirtiest man in the world for not taking a shower for decades. Can you imagine? Yeah. He died. He died at the age of 94. Amu Haji, who did not wash for more than half a century and was single. Well, we know why he was single, right? (laughs) He died in his village. He had avoided showering over fears of getting sick, according to a local official. But for the first time a few months ago, villagers actually had him taken to a bathroom to wash. A short documentary film titled The Strange Life of Amu Haji was made about his life back in 2013. But he's now passed away at the ripe old age of 94. Can you imagine going More than half a century without washing, without a shower?
5: I could only imagine. Oh my gosh. I mean it's You probably really go through the cycle of smells over the course of fifty years. I mean. Oh, I'll bet you who knows. I mean, there might have been some point he smelled good.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You just never know. I I'm gonna look up now after seeing this story, I'm gonna look up this documentary and see if it's available maybe on YouTube or something. Quite a strange story for sure. That's all the time we have. Thanks for joining us this week.
0: Have a great weekend and God bless you. Adios. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams Thanks for everything, Mom and dad will always be worth it.